1: Hello, I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Today I'm hosting Dr. Ricardo Stoker, and he is the author of Our Compassionate Cosmos, Awakening to the Presence of Celestial Love. And I want to remind our listeners that he spells cosmos as in the Greek, cosmos, K-O-S-M-O-S. Dr. Stoker, welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe.
2: Thank you, Justine. Yeah, thank you.
1: May I call you Ricardo? Yes, of course. Oh, great, great. Please share with our listeners some of your background, how you've studied and observed the profound transformation we're going through in this
2: era. Well, uh, I grew up in Argentina. My first experience in university, I studied anthropology. And then uh, when I was 25, I moved to Europe. And I study education and other things. And um, eventually I became a psychologist. But I've been always a kind of philosopher and poet, you know. And so now I consider myself a transpersonal psychologist. <laughs> and a little bit of a mystic and poet, too. And I, I had wonderful teachers and read for many masters. And it's awesome how... The incredible wisdom that is available, you know, the perennial philosophy that actually talked about, you know.
1: And are we going through a transformation in consciousness in these days? I
2: think we definitely are. It's interesting the whole internet, the cyber sphere, has a dark side, obviously, but also has a luminous side that is opening people up to very positive and uplifting information, you know. And um, so all the traditions and teachings and masters and all kinds of things are available now. You can go to YouTube or whatever, but you can get indigestion too, you know. So there's a lot in the air. We say love is in the air, light is in the air, consciousness, the new consciousness is in the air, you know.
1: So if we are only tuning into that local news, the planetary news. And we don't also add to that the celestial news, yes. that greater intelligence and that greater news that is right. uh, available to us. We might become quite depressed.
2: Exactly. Exactly. i give you an interesting example here. The old sailors and farmers, 200 years ago, they didn't have the weather channel. They would just look at the sky, smell... Feel if it's going to rain, if a storm is coming, they would feel it in their bodies. They would know when something was coming, you know. And now we're so dependent on external information. We need to go back to our bodies—an incredible instrument. We can pick up not just the weather, but what is really going on in heaven and earth and within and without and below and above, you know.
1: I'm just thinking, as you said that, about how the farmers used to look at what's going on with the weather. And I'm thinking, I learned some years ago, that when a tree, let's say an oak tree, produces a lot of acorns in a year, that that is an indication, not of the abundance of what's going on in that year, but it is an indication that something is coming, like a drought, in, or, uh, in a the future, or, or severe winter, or yeah. something, and it's putting that out for its own survival, right? Or the survival of its progeny.
2: I think, uh, unfortunately, inf- too much information makes us numb. Um, for example, remember the tsunami that happened in Southeast Asia. No. Yes. The animals saw it coming. They they went up the hill. You know, horses, elephants, all the animals knew that something was coming. They picked it up. And we are just in dreamland, you know. We have too much information and not enough sensitivity.
1: Sensitivity. So how can we train ourselves to be more sensitive to higher information, let's say?
2: Well, that's where uh, prayer, meditation, contemplation, all kinds of spiritual practices come in, you know. Rituals. That uh, because we already have it, we are designed and equipped to pick up all these higher vibrations, higher levels of consciousness, but we don't we don't use it. You know, we let it go dormant there.
1: So you have a personal experience, I know, of meeting your guardian angel yes can you share with us that you have had that experience and you are assured yourself that such a thing exists and that there's some celestial being that's there
2: to help you yeah i tell you a funny little story here i live in the forest and i found this big feather you know so i put a pen into it and use it to write and then i spray the feather with gold paint so i they said, oh, this is my guardian angel, Golden Feather, you know. And every time I write with that feather, is the angels writing to me. It's just an exercise in imagination, you know. But when I had this heart emergency, you know, and I went, uh, had a surgery, and I was coming out, I actually met Golden Feather, <laughs> my actually guardian angel. It was right there, you know, extreme beauty, And reassure me that everything was going to be okay, you know, that I was in good hands. You know, it was very good. So it started in my imagination and it became real, real, you know.
1: I know many of us would love to feel assured that we have that kind of intelligence and help. Help us to know how to notice it when it comes in. Let's suppose that we have done a prayer, please help me. How do I know that I'm getting help? What should I be noticing that's coming in that's yeah. helping me?
2: Well, in one of my essays, I call "Remember Surrender." You know, if we think the universe is just, a, like Bertrand Russell said, an accidental collocation of atoms, it's just a random machine. You know, how can you surrender to that? But if you know that the universe is the Great Mother full of intelligence and love and care and compassion, then you can relax and surrender and say, okay, and just go into a deep trust, which is also faith, really. It's the same thing. And then it becomes an experience. You say, you are guided. you know there is divine guidance and providence and all that. It's a real thing.
1: I would think that every time we experience, let's say we do a prayer, and somehow we get through that challenge, and wouldn't it be important, at least I think for me, to remind myself of those moments, to help me when I'm going through a new moment of a challenge, I would say, oh wait, don't be scared, Justine, don't contract here, know that there is help, because remember when you were going through this before and exactly. all the help that you got
2: is it like our angels are like coaches you know they put hurdles in front of us okay okay try to jump that see if you can do a quantum leap you know I say, oh i did i was able to jump that and jump that to rise to the challenge we said rising to the challenge to the occasion i did it i did it and i can do it again you know and uh, they are coaching us. That you can do it. You can do it. You know. Emerson, again, do the thing and you shall have the power. Do it. Just,
1: <laughs> just do it and you <laughs> shall have
2: the power. <laughs> the
1: know. Nike yeah, uh, just do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think also it's a matter of high noticing, too. Sometimes the guidance can come in very subtle ways.
2: Yes. It comes through dreams through a movie, through other people. Sometimes people say, hey, you should take this vitamin. You should eat this or stop doing that, you know. And it doesn't come from that person. It's coming through that person to you, you know. A child saying something. That's why we need to be alert and aware because signals are coming all the time. We're surrounded with guidance. And it can come from any possible source, you know.
1: But the importance mostly is to ask
2: and being receptive. Yes. To
1: ask and be receptive. Yes. So to ask in the form of prayer or, or yeah, not
2: what. in the old-fashioned of beseeching and begging, please, God. You know, <laughs> that's the old primitive kind of prayer. You know, but invite. You see, I'm invoking. I'm invoking. Whoever you, deities or whatever, Mother Mary or angels or Krishna, it doesn't matter, you know. You're inviting, invoking, and there's a response.
1: I'm, I'm reminded of another uh, interview that I did with Mae McCarthy, who's an entrepreneur. And she talked about having a daily meeting with your CSO, your chief spiritual officer, is what she called it. Like (laughs) that's right, CSO, which is this guide that's available to us.
2: Right. I don't know if you're aware of Lorna Byrne, this Irish lady who wrote lots of books about angels. Oh, you know, yes. She talks about unemployed angels. There's a lot of angels who are available. She says, hey, I need some unemployed angels. Help me with this. Help me with that. You know.
1: Oh, that's great. Go to the Angel Unemployment <laughs> Bureau. I love it. That's I love right. it. And say, do you have an angel that can help me with this? Please. Uh, <laughs> please, I want to hire no, them, <laughs> because I'm willing to listen.
2: And if what you're doing is for the benefits of mankind, then you're going to get a lot of help. Yeah. It's not just for you, 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 you. you know?
1: So that's part of it, too, is, yes. is that it's for the larger the good. The
2: more for the common good, the quicker the help is going to come. Yeah. That's why praying for others it works better <laughs> than praying for yourself. You know? It's a different thing. It's not just begging and beseeching and uh, give me, give me, you know. Mm -hmm. It's opening up to what do we need? What do I really need for my growth, my evolution?
1: And before we end this conversation, can you just say something about how there's an increasing number of people who are practicing their spirituality on this level?
2: Yes. When you travel around the world, I sometimes go to Argentina or South America. I'm always impressed how churches are full. People are very devoted. You know, it doesn't matter of saints, Mother Mary, whatever. All over the world, there's a lot of devotion, meditation and prayer and rituals going on, you know. And people say, oh, this kind of superstitious primitive. But no, there's a connection there, you know. And there's millions of people doing it. And there's more and more people meditating All over the world every day, you know. Um, So that creates a field that lifts everybody. You join that field, you know.
1: So it's important to join with others, to to be there and know that there are many others that are praying and, and
2: meditating at the same time. Exactly. And when we talk about doing your homework, you know, it's like you want to play in a symphonic orchestra, you have to practice at home, you have to master your instrument then you can join. You cannot just show up and say, oh, I want to join the symphony. No, you have to be qualified for that. You know? So do so your You homework. can join higher and higher orchestras and symphonies according to your homework. You know?
1: Beautiful, beautiful. Ricardo, thank you so much oh, for thank
2: being you, part
1: yeah. of the New Dimensions Cafe. I've been speaking with Dr. Ricardo Stoker, and he is the author of Our Compassionate Cosmos, Awakening to the Presence of Celestial Love. And if you want to know more about his work, you can go to his email, Stoker at msn.com. And he spells his last name, S-T-O-C-K-E-R, Stoker at msn.com. Or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Thank you for joining us on the New Dimensions Cafe, and I invite you to please do join us again.
0: You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a thousand hours of programs, to subscribe to our newsletters, or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org.